watching Gandhi till I'm charged Writing in my book of rhymes, all the words past the margin The whole of Micah throbbing, mechanical movement Understandable smooth, this shit that murderers move with The thieves theme, play me at night, they won't act right A fiend of hip-hop, it's got me stuck like a crack pipe The mind activation, react like I'm facing Time like Pappy Mason, with pins I'm embracing Wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the street And the Nikes on my feet, keep my cypher complete Where the crew's in in the six cap, a Montero deep I can't call it, beats make me fall in asleep I keep falling, never falling six feet deep I'm out for presidents to represent me I'm out for presidents to represent me I'm out for death, for presidents to represent me My generation is out of control Good morning, today is Wednesday And this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHH When you will hear conversation Information, education, inspiration, and motivation from the American Urban Perspective. I am your host, Kinsley Osset, and my co-host, Shafiq. We are in the building and the studio today. There will be no special guest, so there's going to be uh, a good conversation between myself and my brother, Shafiq. We have no idea of which direction this is going, but um, it's going to go somewhere. And uh, he's probably going to need three cups of coffee by the time this show is over or hit on my very last nerve I had left. Today on Urban Talk Radio, you can join the conversation on Facebook at Bull Minds and Twitter, also at Bull Minds. And also on my Facebook page, Kingsley OSEI. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. Man, hey, young world, the world is yours. In the background, you was listening to Young World, a remake of Slick Rick's Young World by my favorite artist, Nas. What's up, Shafiq? What's up, man? I'm trying to, okay, maybe that's it. I'm trying to get a little, my, my sound sound a little more. How, how do I sound on your, on your head? Um, because I have my headpiece on, it sounds kind of, I don't know, you got to ask the producer, you got to ask Harry. Do you, you have a uh, Bluetooth headphones on? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's what it is. The Bluetooth be my sound muffled, man. Is that yeah, it was, it's sounding muffled? Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know, Kingsley sounds muffled. Shafiq is in a, a little echo. Got a little so echo. Yeah. You, guys, you guys both have a little issue yeah. here, but go ahead. You know, what? Yeah. you know what? I could keep mine off for now until I really need it. Let me see. Let me turn my Bluetooth off. Bluetooth off. Yeah. It's disconnected. So, um, oh, that sounds much better. Sounds much better. My oh, mic's yeah. Nice check one. My mic's yeah, nice yeah. check two. My echo's gonna be a little bit. I'm in my prayer. I'm in my my wife made a prayer room in the house, so I got a prayer studio. I'm in the prayer room studio. Hey Shafiq, I heard you in the background complaining about um um Biden. I mean, what I never complained about Biden, but listen, what's what's going on? The man is putting some legislative points on the board. I mean, come on, like, do you guys want it this like what you guys believe in? Somebody waving a wand is like, oh, everything is all good. Like, come on. He just, he just said he just said he just sent six hundred and seventy-four million dollars to Ukraine. And, and we got much, and how one, much and, and how much is student loan? And we and we and we got one third of America underwater flooding. No, you see that's state the of we complain about everything. He do something domestically. Oh, why is he putting money on student loan? Um, Trump give one point nine trillion dollars to uh tax cut for the rich folks. Oh, some people got problem with it, some people don't. We're gonna complain about everything, regardless. Money going to Ukraine, I'm not for it. But you know what? That's 
That's uh, what you call it, international issues. All I'm saying is this. Money going into student loans where it's trickling down to people in my community. I am all for it. We can't talk about everything. That that little student loan money, that was peanuts, man. I know it was peanuts, but I'm saying we can't complain about it. That's my point. I get tired about complaining, bro. Like, come on. That's my point. It's the same conversation that we had, you know, when when African-Americans who are, who are, the descendants of slavery in America asked for reparations. And we discussed this reparation thing. And the conversation was, there's no money for reparations. But yet, we gave everybody in America a check for nearly two years during the pandemic, including people who were already deceased. So, you know, we keep saying we have no money. We keep saying no money. We're going to keep complaining about things that are not under our control. Yes. Or we're going to look at the scale and say, you know what? Somebody's doing something over here for us. Somebody didn't. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm not in the 1%, bro. So all all these crazy stuff going on on this other side, I'm not for it, bro. And I'm not playing the middle neither. Because I know who's got my interest and who don't. Who has your interest? You realize all this um, uh, shooting that's been going on, all this um, police shooting that is back on the scene again. I'm, I've been sending you a few joints. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've seen I watch. I, I, I keep up with them on, on a daily basis. But I'm also keeping up with all of our young brothers, which is our nephews and our young brothers and our, uh, you know, black men that's out here gunning down black men. And I want to know where black fathers are. Where are the black fathers, right? Real talk. Like I'm all for, and I I, I don't want to use old phrase, I'm gonna be the first one and all that other stuff. But I've said this consistently for years. You go back and check any of my social media, anything I've said online. The number one thing that young black males need in America are their fathers. Now, I realize some fathers got wrongfully accused or whatever case might be, but you know what? A kid is a kid. They don't care what their father is. All they care about is that did somebody love them and spend time with them. We're the black fathers. Why are we seeing 15-year-olds doing carjackings? Why are we seeing 15-year-olds shoot people at school? Why are we seeing, why, why are we seeing all of this, this chaos and mayhem? Where are the black fathers? Where are the black men at? To get their community under control. So we, we, we don't get our community under control. We don't want to take no responsibility for our children. And then when the police come into our neighborhood, riding in, shooting people, we, we, we're, we're surprised. Like, oh my God, the police shot us again. No, Sherlock, we've been doing it for 500 years, dude. So what are we gonna do? That's my that's my thing. That's the, that's the conversation that nobody wants to have right now. No one wants I'm to talk about will, I'm always willing to the black fathers, man. I'm always willing to have the first um, part of your question because, you know, when we had, um. What's his name here, uh, Miss? Um, uh, what was last week? What's her name, Miss? Um, uh, TJ's mom. What's her name? Oh, Barbara Fair. Well, we have Miss Barbara Fair here, and um, she said, you know, it kind of it bothers her, or she hate when when we talk about, you know, we got it, we black folks got to take some type of responsibilities or whatever. She said, she you know, she didn't like. I'm not sure if that was the exact phrase, right. but I, I think what she was saying because I've heard her talk before. Basically saying, don't let the argument be that we're in our situation because we didn't take responsibility. We do take responsibility, but as she often says, the system is stacked in a way 
for us to, to fail, right? So gotta I'm have, a, we gotta have the conversation. So I'm, so I'm right. acknowledging that. I'm acknowledging right. that. Right. I'm acknowledging yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But but what pains me, what what does absolutely pain me is and you don't even have to like go around the nation. You could you could use New Haven. Go downtown on a Saturday night in New Haven, you'll see young kids down there partying. You'll see old old you old school dudes like us down there too, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that's the only time you're going to kind of see that old school crowd of dudes in the community. Go down to Golf Street Park, go to Bowenfield, go to different places. You see all of the brothers old school together, they drinking, they doing anything. Uh, you know, they vibing. And the problem is they're not showing up. They're not showing up on the political scene. They're not showing up um, to be a voice. They're not showing up to hold elected officials accountable. They're not showing up in editorials or in the newspapers. They're not showing, they're just not showing up. You know, and when you're not visible in your community as a stakeholder and you have young um, children out here, young black men particularly, they need to see you in action because that's modeling of behavior that they can then know what they need to do when they turn. What do I do when I turn 24 and the rent keeps going up? Or I turn 28 and the rent keeps going up? Or I turn 30 and the police keep shooting us? What should I do? We just can't take to the street all the time. There's a process that you need to go to to fix the system like other communities are doing. And it begins with us as fathers early on being engaged. And I'm a, I challenge my brothers to that. You, people don't like it, you know, whatever, you know, but I challenge brothers to that. You gotta be engaged with your kid and try to meet them wherever you can find them. Meet them at their level. Because I just what I used to say as a cop, you know, the reality of it is like this. Either you're gonna get your kid under control or you leave them to the Russian roulette of the hands of law enforcement. And the law enforcement people is not your child's father. They're, they have a job. They know exactly what their job is. And they have uh, a set of uh, boundaries and tools that come with that. So like, you know, we used to say that, like, look, you, you, you can spank your child at home, <laughs> you know, or your child can catch it on the street with the police. And that's just what it's coming down to. I mean, like, who wants that? No one wants that. And I tell my kids that. You know, you're going to get it right in the house because I'm not going to have you go outside the house for somebody to discipline you on something I should have disciplined you on. So that's the really the short of it, right, is discipline your kids so that they don't have to go out here. I mean, you just got to watch the ton of New York videos out there, man. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, like, 17-year-olds. So as a matter of fact, um, yesterday... Four, they call them juveniles because in the state of Connecticut, if you're under 21, you still could be under DCF care. Federal government says 18 and under, you're a juvenile. Um, I'm almost sure it's 18 and under. And then New York has there's certain juvenile laws. But nevertheless, these were allegedly all teenagers, four boys, don't know their, I don't know their race, robbed somebody on one of the subway trains, the police were called, when the subway train got into the center, the police showed up to make the arrest, chased some of the boys, I think they they wind up catching three, one jumped off the platform, jumped down on the rail and got electrocuted. All teenage boys. It's like, what are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. I'm smiling. I'm smiling because Harry's face on the uh, Zoom is intimidating me. 
Oh man, yeah. And that picture is intimidating me. It's a commercial for something. I'll, I'll reserve my comment. It looks like commercial. Like, I feel like he's looking at me like he want to do something. Mm -hmm. Like one of the market people that ran up in the Capitol. Like one of, one of those. Yeah. I want to like a. I feel like I want to put a circle around this picture that he's showing and a slash through it and says, um, "No more January 6th. <coughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah okay. So I mean, Shafiq. Um, you know, I agree on the front that look. My whole thing is, I said the fact that, you know, systemic racism exists, no instant buzz about it. But the fact that those illegal guns are brought into our community don't mean that we have to use them. So this, is, right. where I, this is where I will agree with you when you say where are the fathers, okay? The fact that we, we you, know, you know, my uh, whole little argument, not it was an argument, but the point with uh, that I disagree with uh, Ms. Fair was that, we, you know, I said we can't continue to blame the white man for everything. Yes, we know what the white men do. The cops are shooting us in the back. That is not excusable because everybody deserves their day in court. Okay. Um, we are not always a threat just because of our color or, or, or whatever. But the fact that they are bringing those guns into our community don't mean we have to use them. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem. Yeah. You know, our, the gun violence is just seems like it's a, it's a never-ending battle. But you know, gun violence is not never-ending. Gun violence is not synonymous to black to our black existence in, in modern-day America. Uh, gun violence was it was not a was not an epidemic in the black community in the 1960s or the 1950s or the 1940s, um, not even in the 1970s. Gun violence really did not pick up in in America. Uh, for black communities until around 1986 with the introduction of crack rock cocaine, which was we now know was purposely introduced into our communities uh, for other geopolitical purposes outside the US. Um, and as a result of that, the guns became a part of that um, behavior, right? Um, that, was, that was even doubly fueled or codified or strengthened by Hollywood's purposeful, and I say purposeful, purposeful portrayal of drugs and guns, drugs and guns, um, most notably Scarface, drugs and guns, drugs and guns. But if you go back to some of the more famous movies that most all Black people love that grew up in our time, uh, Godfather, one, two, and three, but particularly Godfather one, where you talk about, you know, keep the drugs with the Blacks, you know, keep it out of certain neighborhoods, but basically make sure it stays in the black communities because they didn't want it in their communities, right? So even in those times of the Godfather, and you go back to those times, gun violence in the black community still was not, you didn't have to worry about walking down the street and getting shot and all this other kind of stuff. It wasn't until around 1986 with the introduction of crack rock, rock cocaine into our communities. And then those took a new spin with glamorizing it with New Jack City and Minister Society and uh, all the other belly and all the other things that came around with that. And those were purposely done, right? So that you kind of like make this whole generation of people where it almost feels normal, right? Um, even as a cop. And, you know, people are waking up to this a little bit. And they're, you know, like, yeah, where there's one, there's two. But all police officers in America till this moment, right now that I speak of all of the 
thousands of police officers and academies ar around the country are being taught one specific rule when it comes to drugs, I illegal narcotics, illegal drugs, and guns. When you go and search your car, if you find one gun, it's called a plus one rule. Know that there is another gun. Rule number one is if somebody has drugs, they automatically have a gun. So be looking for that gun. And obviously, again, you go back, and if you find one gun, you find two guns. And this is where we can't break the cycle from getting police off of basically the, the scent of African-American men because they're trained, get those drugs, and don't forget, they got a gun. And they train us, the gun is because all drug dealers carry a gun to protect their drugs. That's the whole purpose of it. So that's that. That's this constant clash between the police and young black men. It's gun and drugs, it's gun and drugs, it's gun and drugs. On the other end, there's the same thing as being fed to our young black men. Yo, 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 little, you know, whatever. Get an eight ball. You need that eight ball. How are you going to protect that eight ball? You're going to need something to protect the eight ball because somebody's going to steal your eight ball, right? Once you break it down. Whether you rock it, you re-rock it, it don't matter. Somebody got to protect you. got to protect your eight ball. So now maybe little dude got the eight ball. He don't broke it down. He ain't carrying a gun, but his boy got to carry a gun because they just think in your mind. And that's how it, it just goes. It's crazy. Um, but it really is, it's, it's a displacement of, of where guns are in the culture of Black people. Because in the culture of mainly white people around the rest of the country, guns has a very distinct purpose. They use them for hunting, personal protection, target practice. I mean, you can go right now to Wallingford, and they've got a shooting club for six-year-olds for target practice. They got a high school shooting club for target practice. They got a girls shooting club for target practice. We don't have nothing like that in our culture, right? Because we kind of, as black people, it's like, no, don't touch no gun. We don't buy a gun until our house got broken into. We're not buying a gun until after we got carjacked. We're not buying a gun until, it, you know. Are you, okay. are you basically advocating for more guns into our community? Is that what you, is that what I'm not, here's what, I, here's what I'm saying. I, you know, I believe in the. And why know, is the need for it in the know, second I, place? You know, and listen, what, what do you call it? Second Amendment? I don't believe in the Second Amendment. We all believe in the Second Amendment, but why such a promotion for it? Why I'm not promoting it? anything. Why, listen, we can't not, promote, why we can't promote books? I'm not promoting um, gun ownership, and I'm not promoting you gun think You are a very smart guy. You are, you are, you know, you are a law enforcement guy, but you could even fit in as a, well, you're not an educator. You're just a, a coffeeologist that likes yeah, to read. Um, however, why we can't promote that? Why we can't promote kids to read instead of promoting for them to have this piece of, of, of steel in, in, in their hand? You know, why... This Second Amendment, right? We want to wear it on our shoulders, and it's like it's everything. It means like, why is that supposed to mean everything? To each his own. I mean, if you are, yeah. you know, if you are gun, well, well, I would say line up the movies. Listen, let's line up the movies, right? So, well, you know, in the South, bro. I know, but they've done. Listen, I, I just go like in the Northeast, where yeah. it's you know, we we're not in the South. In the South, it's a way of life, and you know, I understand Midwest, whatever. It's a way of life that they were born into it. I understand. But over here in our Northeast, 
man, we are not hunting. We are and I'm a hunter. We are NGGA hunting. I am what you go hunting on the Mary Parkway for deers? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> there's there's very specific areas where you can go hunting. Hunting is a sport, it's part of our culture. You know, I, I'm a descendant of Native Americans. It's hunting is part of, of my heritage. So, you know, hunting, why take that right away? Why did why do you have to lose that right? And here's nobody the is, you know what? Yeah. Let's not get that confused. Okay. Yeah. Look, look, nobody is out there trying to take your rights yeah. away. It's just that enough is enough. But but the children out there too busy. No make, one in the African American we community now continue to make excuses about oh, you know, we, we continue to make excuses. And the countries that did something about the problem have solutions now. They don't have the issues that we have. But all we keep doing is keep moving the goalposts, keep moving the goalposts, and it, we 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 are it's it's just multiplying, bro. So something mm. is just not right. We cannot continue to wave this flag of our Second Amendment rights, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then our kids are getting killed every day. This crazy uh, white nationalist people running up in churches and malls and schools, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's got to stop someday, sometime, bro. So let me read this to you. So black Americans have the highest growth in gun ownership. Although whites buy about 55% of firearm, gun purchases by black African-Americans- That's what we got tired of those crazy white boys. It's a black African-American rose 58.2% in the first half of 2020, according to the National Shooting Sports Foundation and trade groups of the firearm industry. So here's what I'm gonna say to you. No, I'm gonna say that black people are not buying, um, um, necessarily buying guns because of the white supremacist groups. Black people appear to be buying guns because yeah. of the out of control violence yeah, that is exactly. taking place in the, in the communities that they live in, which is often urban communities. So you look at places like Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, um, now even in Staten Island, you look at um, New Haven during the, during the pandemic alone in New Haven. I'll give you an example. During, in, 19, in 2019, New Haven had, I think it was like something around um, 11 homicides. The following year, when the mayor switched over uh, from, from Mayor Hart and the new mayor came in, we had 20 homicides. Then during the pandemic, uh, we had another 25 homicides, which had been the highest level of homicides that we had seen probably like they were saying something like in about 25 years. So why what are we, why are we seeing this explosion of gun violence in the black community? We don't, we don't want to talk about that. So here's, here's what's going to get political. We are seeing, from my professional opinion, we are seeing this new explosion of gun violence in the African-American communities since the wake of George Floyd is due to the Democratic mayors who defunded the police. They did a knee-jerk reaction to trying to address police reform. I am for police reform. Show me where, show me where uh, uh, police have been defunded uh, in New Haven. Show okay. me where police have been defunded. The police, got, the police got defunded in show New Haven. Show me where police have been defunded in Connecticut, bro. They did. The police got defunded in Connecticut in 2019. The mayor took $3.9 million out of the police budget in 2019 took 3.9 million dollars out how much how much overtime are they, are they eating up out there bro yeah just how much overtime are some of these police officers eating up out you, there bro? You're missing, you're missing I'm, not, 
I'm not going to I'm not going to take that as an excuse, but we're going to agree to disagree on that. Right, but you. But my, here's my point, Kinsley. The one thing I know is Kinsley, you missed Kinsley. the point. The point is this: these mayors around the country, most of all of them Democrat, did some type. Not all the mayors, but the ones that did defunded the police. So they, what about Texas? They, what about they, Texas? What about Texas? They defunded the police in New York. They defunded the police in, in San Francisco. They defunded the police in Chicago. Lightfoot defunded the police. They defunded the police in New Haven. But check this out, and here's why. Go and see um, um, Mayor London Breed, who she just recently, early this year, did a fiery press conference in San Francisco and said that it was time to take the bullshit out of, out of policing and politics and get back to um, basically old school policing is what she was saying. And so she was announcing that she was refunding the police. Just recently, Lori Lightfoot said that they were refunding the police. Even here in New Haven, I said in meetings last year with the New Haven mayor, where he said in a meeting where I was present with community leaders saying he would be refunding the police as, as a answer to the increase in crime. Did they ship the their city. money? Did they ship their funds somewhere? Yeah, they, I don't know what the people do with the money because I don't control the budget. They're but defunding the police is just the word that they are using, the, 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 the ignorant, catchy phrase of what you know, Shafiq, you smart, you know what it is, Shafiq. Come on, man. Listen, here's, here's what I know. Here's what I know what happened. Here's, here's, here's what I know what happened. Here's what I know what happened. Before the police got defunded, you know what they're shifting the money for resources. So stop it, bro. Here's what I know. Before the police got funded, less black people were getting killed. Before the police got funded, less black people were getting shot. Before the police got defunded, people felt safer walking down their street and have to be. A Navy SEALs in order to get in their car and all this other stuff. I, I, now I, you got just complete is, chaos is, in the entire country. I disagree. It's chaos. That is, that is you putting your Joe mentioned um, hat on, half, half, uh, 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 in the closet Republican hat. I got, on. I got Joe Manson sun visor. Thank you. <laughs> I got a Joe Manson sun visor. Hey, it's not the problem of people buying guns. Okay, that is not a problem. It's how easy people are obtaining guns legally and illegally. So let's get that point straight. You know, so you don't want people to buy guns. Listening, I've been listening to you, and it's sounding like people got a problem with you know guns multiplying. It's how easy. I know you are opposed to gun control. That I do know. You 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 are very firm on that. All right, but you can't be opposed to gun control and at the same time come on the radio and complain about kids shooting each other in your community, bro. You can't have it both ways. I'm sorry. So how do you get the, so how do you get the guns out of young people's hands? Gun control. How easy oh. is guns? You asking Tell me how? You asking me how? It's in Congress. They're the ones making it easy for these gun manufacturers. More gun That's control, people. more gun control is not going to stop the illegal flow of guns on the street. Okay. Because the people when that want to, when you think, people, when you think you have that kind of answer, and at the same time you asking for solution, you in the wrong side, bro. Yeah. Listen, because you can't have gun, it gun control is you not. Think you stop. cannot have it both ways, bro. Here, but here's what I'm saying. Let's do what I'm saying. Gun control will not stop for quite some time. Gun control will not stop 
the illegal flow of guns. With that type of mentality, we will never get in, anywhere. So, so let's and look that at is that firm, And that is that firm Republican mentality of not wanting to do anything about yeah. the problem. So look at that. Look at while, what's going on. While, meanwhile, they are cashing in into their pocket while the manufacturing companies, while the NRA is continue to cash in, while bodies are being dropped. And meanwhile, it's the same messaging. Gun control ain't going to do everything, anything. Gun control. Meanwhile, gun control is working in countries that did something about the problem. So yeah, why can't we? So name a country. So let's talk about that country. Name Germany don't country. have that problem. Okay, Germany doesn't have gun control, but it, Germany Japan, has a. Japan don't have that problem. Japan. They did, something about, they did something about the problem and got a solution to it. So why we keep making excuses? Okay. So we Japan, keep making excuses. Japan don't have that problem. We keep doing the same thing and want different results. In Germany, in Germany, don't have that problem, right? Who I else? went to Germany when somebody ran up in Winnendale, small town in Winnendale at the school and killed, I think, what, 16 or 21 people. I can't remember the exact number. I went into that classroom and met up with the principal of where mm -hmm. that thing happened. That is the last time they had an incident like that. We, in other words, are continuously having it over and over and over and over and over nonstop. And we keep talking about this will not solve the problem. This will not solve the problem. But meanwhile, we want a different um, results. How about that? So in America right now, uh, for every American household, there's roughly in circulation legally, legally in circulation, roughly, they say between seven and eight guns that can be outfitted to every American household. That's how many guns are currently legally owned in America. The number of illegal guns in America is unknown. The number of illegal guns in America, they can put estimates on it, but the number of illegally owned guns in America is unknown. So let's just use a theory. Let's just use a theory that we, starting tomorrow, they sign into executive order that they are going to ban no more guns in America. And they're gonna start the process to disarm Americans, take their guns and collect them and so forth as a measure to reduce the amount of guns on the street. That will only reduce the legal gun owners, but the illegal gun purchasers, traffickers, distributors, will still be out there with no mechanism to get them to give up their guns. So how does that reduce crime? You want to tell me that you want to tell me that Congress cannot find a way to stop their flow? Or <laughs> their flow? Like we always talk about stop the violence, stop the violence, stop the violence. How can we stop the violence when it's, it's, it, the violence is being manufactured? You can't stop the violence when it's continuously, you know, it's like trying to tell a plant to stop growing and you continue to water it. Well, here's what I would say, um, because I, I would say, why don't we go to Congress and have them disclose all of the gun manufacturers or lobbyists or gun entities that they, that the Democrats are also receiving contributions from too. Hey, the, the, the numbers, the numbers don't lie. We know who's we know who's getting money. That's like uh, uh what's his name, Christine Cinema, getting money from all the drug companies and making sure that we cannot pass uh, uh a bill to reduce prescription. Mm -hmm. He is the one lone democrat who is standing in the way, and it was not a secret if you know if you follow politics and you follow the votes, you know who's standing in the way because of where their money is coming from.
So, you know, you hear these Republicans may complain about gas price, gas price, gas price. And meanwhile, it's their own people that when, when, when you bring the energy company to Congress for scrutiny, they defend them. And meanwhile, no, their no. voters be the first ones out there complaining about everything. Mm. People are not following the votes, bro. People are not following the money. You, you, you know, you, people are not following the votes and people are not following the money. This is what I know. It's going to be very difficult at this point to try to disarm the United States of America. Can we um can we do uh can we do oh yeah station? absolutely can we do a station ID real quick? Um this is the Urban Talk Radio 103.5 FM WNHH. I am your host, Kinsley Osei, my co-host Shafiq. And if you are just joining us um today, you can uh um you can join the conversation at Facebook at Bull Mice, also at Twitter, Bull Mice and Facebook on my Facebook page, Kinsley O S E I. You can also stream this show on your smartphone or computer by logging on to newhavenindependent.org. Today's show, we don't have a very, um, we don't have a specific topic, but, um, you know, we are basically discussing- Talking about protecting your guns. Do try to take my guns. Do try to take my guns, We're talking about guns. We're talking about violence in our community. We're talking about, you know, police shooting, you know, uh, black folks, um, you know, in the back. Um, um, Shafiq, I, I'm, I think I sent you this last week or so. You always hype it up, man. I sent shooting you the, black people in the I, back. I you sent you the drive-by. Yeah, I sent you the drive-by shooting by the LAPD. Do you get a problem with that? Because you was once upon a time a police officer. Are you being offended by that? Absolutely not. They shot Jermaine Petit, a nonviolent, unarmed <laughs> man with known mental health issues. Mm -hmm. He was carrying a broken car part which one officer identified as not a gun. I'm not sure if you did watch that video. They shut that man down like a turkey, like a wild turkey. What was this at? This was in uh, LA. This happened. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This happened last week. And I think I did. Well, you know, the thing, you know, sad thing about it is, is that it keeps happening. And it's sad on both sides, right? So it's it's it's, it's it's sad because oh, are you going to say one of uh, there is uh you know both sides yeah, the one of the no, Trump no, no, side no, 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 it's, it's sad because people of both sides here's why it's sad it's sad because people family member keep losing their lives and every time they tweak the system to say it's getting better then something else happened to show that it's still broke right uh however however what has definitely been happening more rapidly since the George Floyd has been the prosecution of police officers around these particular incidents that are, that I would consider to be outrageous, right? Um, if, if you're shooting somebody, the, the one where they, they shot the gentleman in Ohio like 96 times. I mean, like how? When they, when they already had a history of shooting at a car with a, a white male and female in it, like a, something like 150 times. So apparently these departments and the administration and the, and the city entities are not learning from their original mistakes. And apparently nobody's learning from the $27 million lawsuit that uh, Minneapolis had to eat as a result of George Floyd. So now money apparently does not a deterrent. Jail apparently does not um, become a deterrent. So what is the fixing point for this problem? You know, and uh, it's like one of those things, God forbid if 
your city gets sued for like $20 million and then you have a natural disaster on top of that that messes with your city's economic index, you're, 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 you're broke and sued. So something, somebody has to pay closer attention to you know really how we're policing um, the communities and particularly black men. I, I said this before, American policing struggles to figure out the proper way to police black men, Hispanic men, and poor people. And if we could figure that out, uh, we would be all we would be definitely in a in a much better place um, than what we are now. But I want to talk about you mentioned something about guns. I want to pull some gun violence, some some gun stats, um, some gun data stats. The top U.S. handgun importers in 2020 by number of guns were Thailand. 214,000 guns, Mexico, 55,000 handguns, Tunisia, 18,000 handguns, Brazil, 14,000, Saudi Arabia imported 12,000 handguns, Philippines imported 11,000 handguns, Oman, 10,000, Afghanistan, seven, Guatemala, seven, and Canada, five. And these were guns that we shipped out of the United States to these companies. So not only do we, um, are we gun suppliers of our own country, we actually export guns to other countries. Um, and this is, I mean, where we are a gun nation. There is undeniable. We are a gun, we are actually a gun nation. And it's just, I don't know if that ever is going to stop. We make too much money off guns. The majority of experts of all handguns, including revolvers and pistols in 2020, 54% um, of revenue can be attributed to Six Sawyer in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, Another 28 million, nearly 15% of handgun export revenues can be attributed to Glock in Georgia, while handguns value at $12.7 million were exported from Missouri, probably most of all from Smith and Wesson. So we are the largest handgun exporter in the world. And it comes from roughly in America, three companies, Six Sawyer, Glock, and Smith and Wesson. Those are legally exported guns. And I can tell you, just looking at the numbers, trying to use my, um, my, my computer brain map, you're talking about somewhere up in the area shy of what looks to be 500,000 guns, handguns alone, we export one average a year to other countries. So when do the guns stop? You know, and when you look at a country like, let's just say Mexico, and uh, in Mexico, we export 55,000 736 handguns every, or roughly every year. 55,000 guns go over the border to Mexico every year. What is our biggest problem between the U.S. and the American border outside of the uh, illegal immigration, the limit that's over there, is guns and drugs. So we export guns to Mexico. They show back up on our American streets, right, attached to a bundle of drugs, which is some, some type of right? How do we get guns out of the hands of people? How? In America. And how do we get, get 
as they would say, good, honest, hardworking, follow the law, American citizens work hard every day, part of their constitutional right, like voting, like freedom of speech, right? Um, like the right to live where they, wherever they want. Why, why, why are we gonna shave down that? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like the guy I said in Montana, they use their guns to eat. That's how they eat every day. In New York, maybe you're doing something different. But you gotta protect yourself. I don't know. What you think? Um, Would you ever own a gun? Do you own a gun? Nah, because I'm not a gun. Uh, you know, it's not my. It's not. It's not my. It's not my interest. You That's know? fine. For me, it's not. I. I'm a man of faith, and I feel like you know. Do you watch movies where people use guns in listen the movie? Just listen to me for a minute. I'm a man of faith, so I feel like you know what? If I would, if 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 somebody woke up to you with a gun and you got a gun and he got mm -hmm. you first, there's nothing you could do about it. What kills me is when people say, "Oh, the government is coming. The government is coming." So I want to have guns. Come on, are you serious? How much guns can you use to protect yourself from the government coming at you? Yeah, but I mean, that's a few people. I don't think that's the average. Specific people really, really, especially people on the extreme right, that yes. is the whole thing. Keywords is Go extreme. Government, Keywords. government, government. Okay, Key so Keyword is extreme. And the extremism is the reason why people are buying guns. People are buying guns for the fear of the rhetoric from extremism. Not everybody, but check it out. Let me, um, yes. let me um, post this thing real quick. Let me see what I have here. Let me see what I have here. So um, what you are looking at, what you are looking at on the screen, I was telling you about my trip to um, Germany in uh, 2014, and I'm going to read it. Um, it's basically saying um, there was in 2009, a student went into a school at Winnenden, Germany, and killed 15 students and a couple of teachers which was similar to the Sandy Hook. Um, I said I also brought along a letter from Sandy Hook, um, Newtown. Um, I brought an artist there to, um, to, um, to perform. So I had an invitation um, from there. And um, over here on the right side of the uh, picture, what you are looking at was um, a letter that I brought from Sandy Hook to, uh, to give to um, the, the, the principal of the school. But like I said, from then and now, Germany have really tightened up their gun um, violence issues. Um, what have we done since Sandy Hook? This was their Sandy Hook moment back in 2014 in the very small town called Winnenden. That was their that was that was their Sandy Hook back then. But even the Congress said that. Congress just recently said it again. They said, "Listen, if we was not willing, our moment to make a real impact on gun control in America was during." the aftermath of Sandy Hook. And the fact that um, that did not happen the way it happened sent a very strong message on terms of how we feel about children and safety and the safety of children in America. And, and since that time, you know, we the Democrats have been in charge, right? So even the Democrats that were up there at the Senate and at the, um, you know, Congress, even they did not have the will um, to in order to pass this sweeping national gun legislation. So when does it happen? They don't, they don't have the vote, Shafiq. They don't have the they vote. They have the vote. Shafiq, certain, certain things have to be uh, bipartisan. Shafiq, there we go again. 
There we go again. There we go. No. The bipart- you know what that sound is? That's the bipartisan plan. Gun control mm-hmm. issues have to be bipartisan. They do the bipartisan plan is landed. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, Biden did put a lot of uh, scores on the board. You wouldn't like it, but he did. Legislatively, he has more than most presidents have. So, you know, we can do the yadi 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 yadi. Yeah, he was down for a minute, but you know, um, we got a party that want to, we got a party that do not want to be a part of the solving the problem. They said they want to take over so they could start investigating people just for the heck of it. Now, let's be real. My whole thing, we're talking about um, voter education. We're talking about voter education. When you got a, a, a candidate, who doesn't want to debate? They don't want to tell you why you should vote for them. They're basically telling you that vote me in because if I go in, I'm going berserk just investigating everybody. How does that pay any of your bills? How does that pay your student loan? How does that pay your mortgage? How does that fill your gas tank? You got to be the one of the most stupidest voters to really go to the poll and vote for a candidate just because that candidate say, if I get in, I'm investigating everybody just for All the heck of it. So, so we probably got about seven minutes. Let me ask you this question. Is the next president going to be Republican or Democrat? We hope it's not a Republican. No, 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 no. We're not talking about, I'm asking you. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think? This is why it's going backwards. This is why it's going backwards. It, historically, the party in power is supposed to lose both house. And it was, it was supposed to be a red wave. It's going backwards right now. And you know why it's going backwards? Because I think the independents and even some of the Republicans are coming to their senses and saying, you know what? This is a country who are suffering economically just coming out of a recession from COVID-19, from a pandemic. But meanwhile, there is a party that is not addressing no issues at all. A party that have been hijacked by the man who's got like a million investigations going on, election deniers, all this stuff are real, bro. Yeah. These, these issues are real. And, you know, we say all politics are local. You're being a politician right now. You didn't answer. It's a yes. You're being a politician. I need... I'm not being a politician. Put pro quo. I'm not a politician, bro. Do you think I'm not, the next president of the United States, States of America hey, will be there is a Democrat or Republican? There is a difference between being a politician and being engaged, knowing who got your best interest and who don't. And when I say best interest, I mean at least at its minimum. I know I know legislation that have been passed with money trickling down to my community somewhere now, now. And I know people that voted no for every legislation that was passed for money that's supposed to be coming. All that little pork they be putting in there, yeah, everybody yeah. does that. Maybe, everybody, maybe I asked the question wrong. Do you think the American voters will vote in another Democratic president? Do what? Do you think that the American voters will vote in another Democratic president? If they don't vote for a Democratic president, that's just because they're being, you know, like I said, if you have a voter who is not concerned about you, no, no. Do you think are on the next election that American voters will vote for point, another Democratic so Listen to me. Yeah. I'm trying to give you the answer, and I'm trying to give you the uh-huh. answer very fairly. Gotcha. How you going to vote is on you. But right. for me personally, if you can't tell me why you why I should vote for you, that's a problem because right now I know that there's a Republican Party who have a platform, no platform of telling their voters what they're going to do. 
When the last time you ever seen um, Trump do a rally and tell anybody what he's going to do for the country, rather than attacks, 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 and who he's going to... This man just said that he's going to pardon everybody um, that was involved with the January 6th um, insurrection. How is that? How do you vote for a president that says that, vote me in just so that I could pardon the criminals that are trying to take over the government? So are you saying that the next president of the United States is likely to be a Republican? It's likely what? To be a Republican. No, I'm not saying that. I can't, I, I, hey, I can't tell you what the Americans, I know individually how I feel. I can't tell you about the, you know, the American people's attention span because what I could see is Republicans really, well, like, like Trump said, you know, I'm not going to recode what he said, but it appears that they are calculated that, you know, you have Lizzie Graham say some stupid stuff every single day. You have Cruz say stupid stuff every day. And people just know that tomorrow you forget about it. I could say anything today by the next, by election time, you forget about everything. Mm. So who do you think is going to be the Democratic president, hope, presidential hopeful? We don't know. Senate. It's going to be determined by the who do, next who do you think? Who would you like to see? Who do I think? I, I hope that it's not Joe Biden. That's first of all. I oh, what? You know what? Let me tell you. You don't want that. No, let me you tell you something. President Biden? Let me tell you something. Are you anti-President Biden? Wow, I am dude. not the biggest Joe oh, Biden shame. leader. Shame. Let me tell you something. Hold up, hold up, Chiffy. Hold up. I think you could rewind. <laughs> you could rewind a lot of stuff shame. on this show. I'm not the biggest Joe Biden cheerleader. I am the anti-Trump guy that I'm like, you know what? Anybody but Trump. And it happened to be Joe Biden against- Vice President Kamala Harris. All I'm saying is, I hope that there is somebody young. Vice President Kamala Harris? I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I hope there's somebody Who young. Who would you like to see? We don't know. Okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's play fantasy football. I like, uh, okay, Listen, so, let's so play let fantasy say, football. Let me say this. Let me say you this. always want me to tell let stuff straight this. and you, you dance around Let me say this. Republicans shut down debates. They said they do not want to debate. Republicans shut down debates going into elections. Democrats, even though they're going to beat each other down, they would rather debate and come up with their, uh, uh, their nominee. That's the difference between those two parties. And Shafiq, you just, you was just a, uh, what do you call it, public official not too long ago yeah. until you give up your seat. Yes. All right. So for you to become, you know, the other man, I hope that you went out there and told people what you were going to do for them. And they actually voted for you because of that. Right or that's wrong. Correct. That's correct. I hope that's what you did. That's correct. But that is not what's going on with the Republican Party. When you are just opposing your way all the way to get elected. I'm sorry, bro. So we can we do, can we do this for a minute? Because I see this is kind of hard for you. Say um, it again. Can we do this for a second? Because it's kind of hard for you. Let's play fantasy. Why is it hard? Because I can't. Why is it yeah. hard? Because I don't know who uh, who's going to be our nominee for. Yeah. Um, Cause, cause, I don't know because they got it. For me, I feel like. Cause, cause let's, play, let's play fantasy. Let's play fantasy politics. It's hard for you right now. It is not okay. hard. I answered you. You want me come to my uh, mom? You want me come on top of my head and tell you, oh, oh, Trump? I want Trump to be our nominee, no matter how ignorant he is. He should be our nominee. No. I didn't say nobody nominee. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. I think how would I believe. Um, they try to get former President Trump. They try to zing him on some kind of case. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we should end this show right now. You said they're trying, like he's uh, like they're trying. Listen, like his allegations are not uh, are not legitimate. No, what I'm saying is, is that hold up, hold up. Is his no. allegations legitimate or not? You know, the allegations. 
I did, I did legitimate or not. They're allegations. You think you was a law enforcement officer. You know, FBI do not come after you unless when we from right. in the, it's, it's when we're from, in the streets, when we're from in the streets, when you hear the word FBI, you like, you know what? Let me come FBI don't mean the same thing to black people that it means to <laughs> ex-presidents, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so, it's like a rap so, song about okay. the presidents to represent exactly. me. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. So, yes. so if FBI can easily come after us, you know that it, it took a lot for them to go after an ex-president. You, you should know that. You, you can't apply the same You want to be for that man. You should know That's that. It. So, so the right now it looks like he's not getting prosecuted. Okay, right now in this moment which would still make him eligible for a presidential run. Even if he does not run for president, the amount of political power that he has and has been showing leads the average political to believe that whoever the Republican nominee is that he gets behind will be fired, will be, will be straight fired. So you got Pence, you got the Santos, likely, right? You got Pence, the Santos, and we have, um, and you have, um, um, Dick Cheney's uh, election, daughter. Ele election deniers, people those that are three. Those, people, are, those are three. You got all these people that do not believe. So, so would you vote for Liz Cheney if she ran, even though she's a Republican? Would you run? Would you oh, vote for Liz her? Cheney is a ninety-nine percent conservative, just because. She um just because she lived on principles and saying that I'm not gonna be following the freak, I'm not gonna be a cult, don't make her a democrat. Okay, mm -hmm. she chose not to be a cult. That's it. All she right. chose not so, to be a cult. So Republicans sound like they got three strong candidates. Who are election deniers? Uh DeSantos, uh former President Trump, and, and Liz Cheney. Oh, and Pence. They got four Spike. mock solid. Uh, and then they've got the governor of uh, of Texas, who's kind of like you know he's in the he's in the upcoming. So they can they can potentially put together a field of about five to six strong candidates. And, and, and what what platform are these people running on? Doesn't matter. They got they got five. I'm just saying. Candidates. I'm just saying for the average person who really is engaged in. Uh, they're gonna run. They're gonna run on safety. They're gonna run on the safe country. They're running on no damn safety. You know what? Let's go this way right now. <laughs> this is the Urban Talk Radio one. <laughs> they can't even spell safety. These people got their crazy. I want to give my hug. I want to give my hug. He is so upset. Did he just say safety? The people, safety, the people law and order. Okay, law and order. Hold up. The people defending January 6th insurrectionists are running on bro, safety. Run on law and okay. Order, okay, this is the Urban Talk Radio 102.5 FM of UNHLP. I am your host, Kingsley. Okay, Kingsley. As in the last part of our show, you can follow the guy. Writing my book of rhymes, all the words past the margin. The whole of Michael Robin, mechanical movement, understandable. Smooth, this shit that murderers move with The thieves theme, play me at night They won't act right, a fiend of hip-hop It's got me stuck like a crack pipe The mind activation, react like I'm facing Time like Pappy Mason With pins I'm embracing, wipe the sweat off my dome Spit the phlegm on the street And the Nike's on my feet, keep my cypher Complete weather cruising in the six cab A Montero deep, I can't call it Beats make me fall in asleep, I keep falling Never falling six feet deep I'm out for presidents to represent me I'm out for presidents to represent me Represent me. I'm out for death. Make all presidents to represent me. The world is yours. Disciple of the projects. Last verbal murderer.